You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, we had really a fascinating show last week, but I wonder how many of you listeners heard the rest of it. You see, sometimes we continue the discussion with the same guest on After the Paracast, which, of course, comes with the Paracast Plus subscription. So we had Irina Scott, but we also had William Puckett. And they both talked back and forth about some interesting sightings. William is going to be an addition to After the Paracast just about every week. He'll bring us some of the latest sightings and other scuttlebutt from the UFO field. And he's, as many of our listeners know, an atmospheric scientist. He worked with the EPA for years and years and years. And he knows his stuff. He knows about the things that can fool people when it comes to UFOs. A couple of other good things coming. We got a note from one of our stations that carries the show saying that we do better in overnight streaming than coast-to-coast AM for that station. Now, I don't know if it's one more listener or what, but I'm happy to hear that. So we're still working on that. We're still happy that the network seems to like us in any case. So, Randall, how's your week been? Oh, it's been kind of busy here. We've gotten into springtime up here in in Calgary, Canada. And, of course, so that means a lot of outdoor yard workhouse maintenance and the usual stuff that uh, we have to get busy with up here while the weather's good. Although it's supposed to snow again today. So, uh, anyway, that's how it's going today. So far, so good. A little bit mixed up, though. I've had to do a couple of things twice. I don't know if it's happening anywhere else, but... Or if, uh, you know, the moon is in some wrong phase or Mercury's retrograde or what the deal is. But, you know, it seems like two, two steps forward, one step back. But made it, did it. I did my 200 steps up the uh, side of the Battelle Memorial uh, path today. So I got a little exercise in and, uh, yeah, it's all good. I was on the road. I got myself a cheap fast food lunch and did some errands and I'm back here and ready to rock and roll. One of the big things in the UFO field that was always a problem over the years was getting good press coverage in the major newspapers, not the local rag, the local fish wrapper, where a sighting probably would be treated seriously, but the old gray lady, the New York Times, the Washington Post. Now, back in 2017, of course, we heard about the Pentagon UFO project in a story in the New York Times. The Washington Post carried it. They tend to be a little less serious about such things. But I caught this article from the Washington Post this past week. And I'd like to mention it because I think our guest, Tim Swartz, would like to join us in talking about this. How angry pilots got the Navy to stop dismissing UFO sightings. That's the Washington Post. And one of the really key paragraphs here, it's, it's basically based on a Politico article. That's politico.com. It says, a recent uptick in sightings of unidentified flying objects, or as the military calls them, unexplained aerial phenomena, prompted the Navy to draft procedures for pilots to document encounters, a corrective measure that former officials say is long overdue. You know what surprises me, and Tim, you've been around the field quite a few years yourself, that it took all this time for them to do something like that? I thought they already had things like that in place. Well, I'm like you. Um, I'm suspicious that only now is the Navy 
uh, finally establishing some kind of protocol for their pilots to report, you know, anomalous aerial phenomena. Uh, the Air Force, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, they do. I know that one time when um, I was doing a video shoot up at a uh, airbase uh, in northern Indiana, I got to talking with uh, the pilots uh Naturally, you know, I was able to gravitate the conversation towards UFOs, and they, you know, recounted tales uh, that they had heard from, you know, colleagues about, uh, you know, uh, sightings of uh, of UFOs and how they were dealt with. And most of the time, uh, there would be a debriefing after the flights, and that's how uh, you know the the cases were were taken down. As for the Navy, you know, I don't know. Uh, I suspect it's probably you know has been the same type of situation over the years. You know, now maybe it's just you know become official. Randall, what's your take on it? Well, yeah, we know that the Air Force has had reporting procedures for a long time, all the way back to Blue Book, you know, Air Force Regulation 202, for example, back in 1958. So it, it seems inconceivable to me that the Navy, who's very active in the air, wouldn't have some sort of procedure. But apparently, and this is what I'd really like to know, that this move was initiated by a group of pilots. And it sounds like David Fravor, the one who was involved in the Nimitz incident, was involved in this. And I'd really like to know how many pilots, who, and what they did to actually initiate this and who is drafting these guidelines and, and to actually see them. Now, that, that information seems to be uh, forthcoming, doesn't it? Yeah, I haven't been able to find anything on it yet, but, mm. uh, you know, we'll keep digging. And as news breaks on that, we'll make sure that we get it out to everybody. Well, it is it is somewhat surprising to me because, and, you know, I'm sure that your audience realizes this, that, uh, you know, actually it's been the Navy all these years that has uh, really been responsible for tracking UFO reports and, and, and sightings and not so much uh, the Air Force. I think uh, everyone naturally thinks of the Air Force, especially you know, when it comes to like Project Blue Book and everything like that. But over the years, the Navy has been the one that uh, has been the, the go-to when it comes to uh, um, unidentified uh, aerial phenomena, probably more on a, uh, a low-key need-to-know type of, of situation. You know, the Air Force always has gotten all the love, and you know, perhaps that's the way the Navy liked it. Well, also, a lot of sightings do relate to possible encounters where UFOs come out of a lake or an ocean or something. So if the Navy is involved here, that is only natural. On the other hand, through the years when we've read stories about UFOs, especially from the early years, it was all Air Force, Air Force, Air Force, because they have the planes. But Navy has the planes, too. Army has planes, too. You know, we forget that all the services are airborne from time to time for the various things they do. So any one of them could see a UFO. And again, I was very surprised to see this come through the Navy. I thought this was established a long time ago. You know, AFR 200-2, what was it, J-A-N-A-P-146, was it? 
Yeah, that's for mostly civilians, I think, Gene, and and uh, for civilian reporting, like airliners and pilots. And uh, they're supposed to follow that guideline. And then back in, I mean, as far back as, I think it was 1952, they had uh, other forms, like guidelines, actually, within the Air Force on how to report UFOs, complete with uh, drawings and everything else. And you can see them on- online if you go and check it out. Like uh, sure. fl- flyoberts or something. Short title, F-L-Y-O-B-R-P-T, A-F-L 200-5. So, yeah, they got to have something. There's got to be some process. It's it's inconceivable that they could have something like a a carrier group chasing one of these things around for the better part of what, like a week or something, and then have pilots see them, chase them, get them on FLIR, as well as all the tracking people involved on the ships. I mean, those are huge. They're like floating cities almost, you know? And and yet, okay, well, what are we supposed to do with this? I don't know. Oh, boy. Like, well, just, I, yeah, I, it's, it's totally absurd what's going on here. And even keeping up with it is sometimes absurd. It's like the right hand doesn't talk to the left hand. Of course, that was something for which they blamed 9-11, that each agency had its own turf, They didn't talk to one another, and this is, of course, ignoring the conspiracy theories, and therefore this was allowed to happen, even though they did find strange things going on. Tim Swartz works for our old friend Tim Beckley, Commander X. More to come with Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com, what makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.thepowercast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy, some uncle I never knew, called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him, like, a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they are able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-985-1610. 800-985-1610. That's 800-985-1610.
Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Hey everyone, Proactive MD has an incredible offer for our radio listeners only. Stay tuned for our exclusive offer that includes a free charcoal pore cleansing brush and free shipping. Proactive MD with prescription strength adapalene can heal and prevent future breakouts. Today, for just $19.95, we're offering listeners the three-piece Proactive MD system with free shipping, plus a free gift, the new charcoal pore cleansing brush. Get this exclusive offer by calling now, 1-800-583-8662, or go to Proactive.com and enter promo code radio you heard right proactive md plus free shipping and a free gift the new charcoal pore cleansing brush you'll get all this for just $19.95 and their 60-day money-back guarantee you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or you get your money back call now 1-800-583-8662 that's 1-800-583-8662 or go to proactive.com and enter promo code radio again go to proactive.com and enter promo code radio Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off the grid mobile survival bug out house that's well equipped and custom built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement, you bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family survival to survivalistcamps.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Before we go on, Tim, where did the Commander mm-hmm. X moniker come from? You know, I have no idea. <laughs> you know, I I came I came in uh, to that after the Commander X name had ever already been established. Well, and in fact, I actually wrote some uh, some early books uh, uh, with uh, whoever the guy was. You know, he would uh, send me stuff in the mail, occasionally email. Uh, I guess he wasn't very computer you know literate i'm you know i'm not sure you know beckley would never tell me just exactly who i was communicating with <laughs> you know, and in fact early on i actually had to take over a couple of books that uh, um, beckley had commissioned uh, with this guy because he had had some kind of like, like a heart attack or something like that and couldn't finish them so you know like a couple of the, the very early uh, commander x books you know i took the material that he had been gathering and then tried to put it in some type of <laughs> good luck with that coherent order <laughs> overall over the years how many books have you written for tim oh my gosh uh <laughs> Over a hundred, probably, and probably more than that. I've got. I, I've really lost touch because I mean, you know, I started around nineteen ninety five, ninety six. So, got it. Yeah, it's been that long. You know, I started writing articles for oh, UFO Universe. I mean, you well know. I mean, you did the uh, layouts for those. Uh, sure. You know? 
but uh, yeah, uh, and then like a year or so later, it, it gravitated towards doing the books. So yeah, a hundred plus, maybe maybe two hundred by now. You got to be up there with uh, like uh, Nick Redfern and stuff. He's got over a hundred titles too, I'm sure. Although if you've got two hundred, you'd be be out of him. Well, I mean, a lot of the books that you know they're like you know compilations. I mean, you know, I'll. You know, contribute a pair and not a paragraph, a chapter, you know, Sean Castile, other people. The majority of those books, I would then, uh, you know, like format, uh, you know, put them together, put the pictures in, you know, make them uh, make them readable and printable. You were a project editor, too. Kind of, yes. sort of. Yeah, All very right. much so. <laughs> yeah. What, what is your background? How did you come to the world of the paranormal? Oh, well, uh, I was kind of drugged kicking and screaming into it uh when i was about in uh, in in third grade because i was given a uh like a classroom assignment to uh do like an oral presentation about um ufos this would have been around 1968 i think and there was like a minor flap going on at the time i didn't have any idea what ufos were i mean i like science fiction but as for something like that so you know i gave my presentation and then i was like pegged everybody was like oh you know there's the guy who believes in you know flying saucers and little green men and martians and it stuck with me but what got interesting was that people would come up to me, you know, they'd make fun of you when there was a group of people, but then later they'd come up uh, by themselves and say, you know, I don't believe in this stuff, but, and then they'd proceed to tell me a story, you know, like the house was haunted or, you know, they, their family saw a UFO when they were on vacation. And it was those kind of stories. It was these personal accounts, you know, from people who, I mean, they weren't interested in, you know, publicity or anything like that. They just wanted somebody who listened to them, you know, because most people... You know, it's it's a little different now with all the reality television, but, you know, back then, a lot of people didn't have any place to, you know, place these experiences in that cupboard in their head, you know, and the the idea that they saw, say, like, you know, something land in front of the car and, you know, like little gray-eyed you know, aliens came out, you know, where do you put that? You know, where do you file that away, that, that type of experience? And plus, who do you tell? You can't tell your your friends or family most of the times because you'd be you know made fun of for the rest of your life. So it was those experiences with people just coming up to tell me these things, just to have somebody to tell them to, and know that they're not going to get laughed at or you know told that they're crazy. That's that's really what got me into it all. Well, that's pretty cool. I I've been into ufology since I was very young too, and over the years, what I really loved about or and still do all of these books that you've got is that I remember seeing these titles, you know, like the lost journals of Nikola Tesla. I I'd, I'd never even heard of Nikola Tesla before that. And it, it just conjures up in your imagination, all of these really cool things about the paranormal and UFOs. And it's become, even if a lot of it is sort of folklore or UFO lore, it's become a really cool part of the, cultural history of the subject and i just love it oh yeah well tesla I, I was like you i mean i had never really heard of tesla before 
But when I was uh, I was working for a uh, a station in Dayton, Ohio, it was a CBS affiliate, and uh, one of the things that I always got to do was uh, go to a Wright Patterson Air Force base, you know, a couple times, uh, you know, usually once a week. And, you know, we'd uh, find the press liaison and they'd find us, you know, like an interesting you know, story that we could do, so, you know, something that was going on at the base. And one time this guy, as he was going through his files, he made this offhand comment. And this would have been, I don't know, maybe 1982, something like that. He made this offhand comment. He's like, yeah, well, you know, we're doing some research from that mad scientist Tesla. But I really can't talk about it right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and, th- and then he went on to something else. And that always stuck with me. Mad scientist Tesla. Who's that? And so I started uh, doing my own research, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, going to the library or, or the uh, LexisNexis, you know, sources like that. And, uh, you know, of course, back then there wasn't a lot of information available. Oh, well, I mean, you know, there was some, you know, um, kind of like uh, uh, a Pulp magazine type of stories about Tesla, but nothing really that uh, you know you could uh, uh, say was legitimate. But uh, boy, that's all changed now. I mean, uh, uh, Tesla has become uh, really almost a, uh, a well-known historical figure. I mean, there's uh, uh, they're even making cartoons with uh, <laughs> Tesla in them. Well, you got the car company. Yes. I mean, it's huge. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, a real character, a real interesting character, too. And, uh, you know, it's and the way it's connected in with ufology and the world of the paranormal and everything else, even that's interesting. E- even though, like I was saying, maybe, you know, quite a bit of it is urban legend and, and folklore. It's still fabulous to look at this stuff. Same goes for the whole Admiral Bird entrance into the interior of the earth through the north poles i mean i could just imagine like a jules verne type expedition going up there to try and you know find the way in how how did you come upon that story before you do before we continue with those legends i want to talk about the admiral bird legend the holes at the poles and where it started for me although a lot of it goes back to Edgar Rice Burroughs, Pellucidor, novels like that. Indeed, there have been legends of a hollow earth or civilizations beneath the earth for many, many, many years. Did I say many years? Tim R. Swartz, who works with Conspiracy Journal with Tim Beckley, written millions of books, including 200 yesterday. No, he's going to stop me. More to come with Gina and Randall. You're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. 
Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. Police in California are questioning a young man who opened fire at a synagogue, killing one person and wounding three others. San Diego Sheriff Bill Gore. John Ernest, date of birth, 6899. He's 19 years old and as far as we can tell has had no prior contact with law enforcement. He says the shooting may not be Ernest's only crime. We're looking at the possibility of his involvement in the mosque burning in Escondido back a month ago. What ties into that? Some of the digital evidence that we're reviewing right now. President Trump had this. America's heart is with the victims of the horrific synagogue shooting in Poway, California just happened. Our entire nation mourns the loss of life prays for the wounded, and stands in solidarity with the Jewish community. This is USA Radio News. Tired of overpaying for the little blue pill? What if you could get the exact same results for just a fraction of the price, guaranteed? Well, now you can with sildenafil, the active ingredient in the blue pill. With 20 milligram generic sildenafil tablets, you get the exact same results for less than $2 per pill, and again, the results are guaranteed. That's right, absolutely guaranteed results for a fraction of the cost of the little blue pill. So give your wallet a break and call us toll-free at 800-365-6017 to get your generic sildenafil delivered discreetly to your door. And of course, while saving hundreds of dollars, you'll also be saving time by saying goodbye to those long, embarrassing pharmacy lines once and for all. Again, just call 800-365-6017 and get your generic sildenafil with a 100% money-back guarantee. Getting your pills doesn't get any easier or cheaper than this, so call 800-365-6017 now. Every day we take steps to keep the people we love safe, but some health risks are easy to miss. Ticks hiding in the yard can spread germs that can cause Lyme disease and Rocky Mountain spotted fever. Mice searching for sources of food can spread bacteria and disease. Mosquitoes breed in standing water and can transmit illnesses like West Nile virus and Zika virus. Cockroaches are drawn to water in the home and can leave behind allergens that trigger asthma attacks. Stinging insects attack in defense of their nests and send more than half a million people to the emergency room every year. Household pests are a threat to our health. Learn what you can do to protect your family at pestworld.org. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So, Tim, let's move to Mm -hmm. this. And this, again, is kind of folklorish. Now, 
just to be started, there were legends going back to the 19th century and probably farther back that there was a land beyond the poles. You cross over the poles into a hollow area and you go to the inner earth where there's a civilization. Edgar Rice Burroughs took those legends and fashioned the Pellucidar stories out of them. I mean, they've made some really bad efforts to do like a TV or a movie about it. And it doesn't really project the story. But Ray Palmer, whom we all know about because of the Shaver mystery, edited Amazing Stories in the 30s and 40s. And after a great absence, Palmer brought Edgar Rice Burroughs back into writing again towards the end of his life. So certainly Palmer knew about all these legends. And when he started putting together Flying Saucers magazine, he suddenly said, the land beyond the poles, we have a hollow earth. And he talked about the legendary trip of Admiral Byrd, disputed, by the way, even by his family, that where he actually encountered this other civilization. Tell us more. Well, I first ran across the, the, the whole concept of the hollow earth, believe it or not, when I was a kid and I bought a book directly from uh, Gray Barker's uh, Saucery and Press. And it was the title was something along the lines of Richard Shaver and, you know, the, uh, the, the hollow earth mystery. And it just so happened that it was written by Timothy Green Beckley. And I didn't put that connection together until years later you know by that time i had lost uh, the copy of my book but from that point on i was always fascinated you know by the idea of a hollow earth and then like you said gene i ran across uh, uh, some of uh, ray palmer's uh, uh, writings and uh, other people you know brad steiger had written some pieces uh, on this this concept and then you know when i had the ability to uh, do my own research you know i discovered this really rich history of mythology, uh, you know, mythology and legends about the hollow earth that goes back, oh my gosh, probably, uh, you know, before there was really any written records, you know, just people sitting around the, uh, the, the campfire telling stories. So bring that up uh, to the, the modern era where you have these stories of Admiral Richard Byrd allegedly saying that on one of his uh, research plane flights over the, the North Pole that he was uh, accosted him and his uh, uh, co-pilot, navigator, uh, by UFOs uh, that, were, that escorted him into the hollow Earth through these massive uh, polar openings where they met the inner Earth people who sound suspiciously like the uh, the early contactee aliens from George Damsky and Howard Menger. They proceed to tell uh, uh, Admiral Byrd, we need to stop our nuclear weapons and our warlike ways or else they'll come to the surface. I don't know, maybe come to the surface and join up with the, uh, the outer space people and, and put a stop to it all. The funny thing about that story is that allegedly when Admiral Byrd was doing that in, in 19, early 1947, he actually was on the opposite side of the planet. He was in Antarctica uh, participating in a, a, a government operation called uh, Project High Jump, 
where a uh, just a, a huge armada of ships and a submarine and, and a whole lot of sailors and, and, and other people uh, went to Antarctica allegedly to do some mapping and to kind of train these these uh, sailors on how to deal with the uh, possible Soviet threat coming across the uh, the northern polar uh, regions. You know, that was their official story. They 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 stuck with it even though there were a lot of of, of holes in that story. Uh, so here we have this really uh, wonderful contactee type of story that you know allegedly Richard uh, Bird was involved with, uh, involving the Hollow Earth when actually he was in Antarctica. So I've often speculated that the story involving him and the Hollow Earth may have been some kind of disinformation campaign. That whatever reason that uh, they were down in Antarctica. And, I mean, it wasn't a big secret. I mean, there was a lot of publicity when he was doing this at the time. There were reporters, uh, you know, embedded with this operation. There were, uh, uh, there was actually a documentary uh, that was that was shot and then uh, uh, later uh, put out to movie theaters. You can find it on, on, on YouTube. But there must have been some other reason that they were in Antarctica at that time. You know, there's been a lot of speculation that they were looking for, say, like a, a, a secret Nazi base or a secret UFO base. I mean, you know, you can just get as wild and crazy as you, as you want to. But obviously there was something going on that they did not, that the government did not want the whole truth coming out. And in fact, the Project High Jump did not last as long as it was supposed to. They were supposed to stay down there for about, you know, three months or more. Uh, they stayed down there for about less than a month. And then uh, they said because the weather was getting bad, even though this was the uh, um, uh, summer uh, down there at the time, they pulled up and uh, a bird actually told one of the embedded uh, South American reporters that uh, he was going to go and tell Congress that he was worried that some foreign powers, he put it, would be able to send uh, guided missiles uh, over the South Pole and attack the Western world. Now, he didn't specify who was going to do this or how they were going to do this, but apparently uh, when he did get back, that's uh, that's what he told uh, uh, Congress. And then suddenly you get this story coming out about uh, uh, him actually being uh, visiting the the Hollow Earth uh, in the in the North Pole. So you know, I mean, it's it's this beautiful story, but I wonder what the truth of the matter is you know what was actually going on in antarctica that they felt that they needed to put out this wild tale of the hollow earth uh and and you know when it comes to disinformation you know you tell a story like that and there may be you know some bits of truth here or there but you're you know people are going to ignore that because it's associated with you know this crazy story of the hollow earth well fundamentally here we're dealing with a wacky story and yes. it's something that's inclined to be disbelieved. Now, Ray Palmer put this up in Flying Saucers magazine, I think, not because he believed it necessarily, to provoke discussion. And, you know, I knew one of his friends at the time in the 60s and 70s, Otto Binder, very famous sci-fi writer. He wrote the comic book 
continuity for the original Captain Marvel, which is now Shazam. He created Supergirl. He wrote books about UFOs. He edited a magazine called Space World. And I talked to him. He says, you know, Ray does this not necessarily because he believes it. He wants to get his readers talking, the back and forth, start controversies, kind of like you do today in message boards, where somebody brings up something wacky and everybody chimes in. So this is a way to keep his readership and that's why he grabbed this story, which wasn't original to him. I mean, there are a number of characters over the years involved in Hollow Earth. One was a guy named Walter Siegmeister, better known as Dr. Raymond Bernard, who wrote a book on the Hollow Earth, several books on the Hollow Earth, and, you know, espousing this theory. Now, on the other hand, when I think today of Hollow Earth, and Tim, in our next segment, we can talk about it, I think about stories about a breakaway civilization. And maybe it's another dimensional portal. And when you, under some circumstances, go across the pole, you're not going to a hollow earth. You're going to somewhere else. Tim Swartz, Gene Steinberg, J. Randall Murphy, you're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. The United States of Empire is a book that claims the United States is the empire of the world. George Washington had warned us against foreign wars. The United States of Empire shows that World Wars I and II left England broken. Its former colony, the U.S., had to save the empire. Was there ever a vote? Who do we fight for? The deep state began with World War I. The United States of Empire by James Dunn. Available at Amazon Books. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. 
This is George Dory from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens. We support the amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Jeunesse products are designed by leading doctors in their field with natural ingredients and even stem cell technology. These products help your body perform and look better. Shop Jeunesse at GCNLife.com or call 1-844-443-6637. GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Is your child defiant, independent, annoyingly inquisitive? After a long, hard day of following the rules, who wants to deal with troublesome kids? 49% of children suffer from Oppositional Defiant Disorder, or ODD. Symptoms of ODD include independent thought, rampant creativity, and failure to submit to authority. But now there's a solution. The good people at Pilfer can help you with their time-release, once-daily capsule, Compliacin. Your child won't be able to form his own opinions, let alone express them. It maintains your child's ability to go to a state-run school and perform simple tasks around the house. You won't have to worry about parenting, and the school won't have to deal with your kid asking questions. Compliacin. You'll go from this. To this. Good morning, Mother. I love going to school. And this week we're learning all about how the government is our federal family and they're here to help us. Compliacin. Talk to your school psychiatrist and ask for it by name. Bacon lovers, we ship free. Try our amazing bacon. No refrigeration required. Proprietary value-added packaging provides 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Savory and delicious. Wholesale price for your everyday use. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. This is Robert Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Tim Swartz, Gene Steinberg, J. Randall Murphy, in our previous segment, I posited some of the source material of Hollow Earth, whether there's a breakaway civilization legend that coalesces somewhere. Do you think I was just talking out of my hat? I don't wear hats, but you know the picture, Tim. No, I don't think so. I really don't think that that we are the only intelligent race that has developed on this planet. Uh, you know, I, I think that you look at uh, some of the rather unexpected finds in archaeology that seem to show that there was at least a, a mechanically inclined intelligence, you know, on this planet before, you know, possibly we were even falling out of the trees. So I, I think that if you look at some of these old legends that, uh, say, Richard Shaver, uh, you know, incorporated that some technologically, you know, rich uh, a civilization at one time on this planet uh, suffered some kind of catastrophe, and some of the survivors uh, may have uh, have moved underground using the natural cav- cavern systems that they augmented themselves. I think that that is is very possible, and you know. Um, Walter Bosley, you know, and I know that uh, he's been on your show before. I mean, he's told the story about uh, uh, his his father that uh, had had said that 
uh, they actually had um, uh, taken a I don't want to say what would the term be like maybe ultra terrestrial you know uh, uh, some other form of, of, of human uh, species that had moved underground at one point and had crashed a ufo like uh, 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 device somewhere in the the uh, southwest and that they were responsible for taking this being back to you know wherever they came from in a cavern system uh, where this uh, civilization has been residing all of this time so uh, you know it could very well be that uh, that, that you know that there is an offshoot, a cousin, so to speak, of the human species that at one time or another had to move underground, uh, develop their own type of, and, and I'll say breakaway civilization, not meaning you know a, a, a civilization from ourselves that has broken away, but really a parallel species of, of hominins that has uh, developed you know, underground and occasionally, you know, comes out, and uh, we see its its craft. We, you know, we call them, you know, flying saucers or, or UFOs. Uh, you know, the uh, the late uh, Mactonis uh, speculated quite a bit that uh, this may be more probable than uh, extraterrestrials uh, uh, visiting us from from light years away. You know, especially when you're dealing with the UFO occupants being seen as as, as humanoid, you know, something that probably would not have evolved in a different star system that would look so close to us. So naturally, uh, if you're dealing with a race of cousins of ours who are living underground and they don't want us to know if they are seen you know they're going to go and say yeah we're from zeta reticuli yeah that's it that's the the ticket and it would also kind of explain you know some of these early uh, contactee uh, messages where there was the concern about atomic weapons george damsky and the and the rest were you know they were being told that the, these these atomic bombs would affect not only the solar system but uh, you know, even beyond the solar system, which is probably unlikely. However, if we're dealing with a race that lives here with us, you know, a hidden race, then yeah, I mean, I could see where a concern about our warlike ways and using radioactive weapons uh, would be uh, uh, important uh, to them. Now, uh, Gene, you had also mentioned that possibly the term, you know, beyond the poles may be kind of like a, a, a slang term maybe for, uh, and I'll say interdimensional, but, you know, we know that, uh, say, like a parallel universe or alternate realities doesn't involve dimensions. You know, that has been brought up before that possibly we are dealing with beings that that exist alongside us in some way and you know i mean and and you know you could you could speculate wildly in all kinds of different directions on you know how this would be a reality uh, the you know the early spiritualists would talk about different vibrational 
planes. Some people kind of erroneously use quantum physics to try to explain um, parallel uh, universes. We really don't know, but uh, when it comes to that, I think that uh, looking into the idea that we're dealing with um, some kind of, of, and again, for want of a better term, interdimensional uh, travelers, you know, could be a uh, um, uh, you know a, a, a good explanation. Something that really we should seriously look into when it comes comes to the UFO phenomena and some of these early societies that lived on this planet who may have had contact with them and were given explanations on their origins would probably perceive them as either coming from the sky or from underground. And if you look at a lot of these old mythologies, that's where the origins of mankind are usually attributed to either coming from the stars or from underground. You know, you have the, say, like the the, the ant people from out in the West and, uh, you know, in uh, uh, certain societies, say, like in in Mesopotamia, uh, places like that, you know, there are a lot of stories about uh, people who were, you know, like the first man or woman came out of caves from underground. So, you know, this could be their way of trying to explain these uh, the, these interdimensional origins of 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 uh, you know these beings or creatures or whatever you want to call them that uh, you know visited us from time to time. The thing I worry about here is we have an advanced race somewhere hidden on Earth through another dimensional portal. If they are so concerned about the way we're treating our environment about nuclear catastrophes, etc. Why contact somebody who runs a hot dog stand, like a George Adamski, or somebody who's a farmer? Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, why contact a total unknown? Why not go to the source and get something real done? Otherwise, it's pointless. People aren't going to believe any of this stuff. It's, it's, that's the thing that I always worry about when it comes to contacts. Or... I'm assuming most of them probably making it up, but the ones who possibly have had some experience, maybe they did sense something or latch on to something, but practically speaking, it had nothing to do with them. Well, perhaps uh, perhaps there has been um, higher level contacts um, with either the government or the military over the years. Um, I, 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 I do suspect that some of these, uh, you know, albeit wild stories that have come out over the years by these whistleblowers about, uh, um, you know, alien contact, you know, with the, uh, 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 with the president or, 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 or what have you could have some thread of, of, of reality to them, but the information that has been passed along for whatever reason uh, has been false. Uh, these, you know, whatever you would want to call them, these these uh, uh, other intelligence that uh, uh, are in contact with us, 
may have continued this story of of coming from you know Zeta Reticuli or, or you know early on from Mars or Venus, which later is found out not to be true. And I think that uh, this may be one of the reasons for the, uh, the 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 secrecy and this this hush hush nature when it comes to UFOs is that these early contacts that took place were found to be uh, the information that was received is found to be fake, and our government, our military, uh, those who possibly you know remember this stuff because I think a lot of it was compartmentalized early on and you know the generation that is now may have no idea about this uh they have no idea what they're dealing with let's let's break it here we're going to continue this one tim gene randall you're in the paracast Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-506-6740. 800-506-6740. That's 800-506-6740. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Now, what you're saying kind of contradicts what's going on with the Navy. The Navy supposedly knows nothing about this. The Navy wants to deal with sightings, wants to have a way of reporting sightings, And all this scuttlebutt about breakaway civilizations, contacts with 
higher beings, beyond the poles, beyond the dimensional portal. None of that enters the picture. So if there is contact at any government level, the Navy is out of the loop. Well, right now, probably a lot of them are, are out of the loop. You know, I wonder if the early information that was received, you know, by the government, by the military, you know, whomever has been basically, you know, compartmentalized to such a point that is it's it's really it's been forgotten about for some reason. And and again, going back to, to what I was saying before, you know, I think that early on there was this realization that we are dealing with some kind of totally unknown phenomena. That it's it's probably not from outer space, but they don't know where it's coming from. They just know that it's real, that there's something unknown flying around in their skies, and we can't do anything about it. And that's really scary. I think that is probably what really scared all of our officials, you know, early on, is that, you know, you had this intelligence that communicated and told these wild stories that weren't true. And, you know, it seemed like that any time that there was any, you know, any type of official communication that, you know, the stories just got, you know, stranger and wilder. It could be that somebody along the line just decided, you know, we're going to take all this stuff and either just throw it away or we're going to put it in a vault and hide it someplace and we're not going to talk about it anymore and just you know the the next generations that come along they deal with it you know we don't want to mess with it anymore you know as the years go by and you have new people coming in you know this this old information has been forgotten about and it's like everything old is new again and again you you know I can't stress enough the idea that I do think that there are people within the military and the government, and I'm not talking about elected officials, because, you know, you have the government, which, you know, involves people who, who have never been elected. I mean, they're, you know, long, long-termers in the government who, who may still have some thread of knowledge is keeping some kind of record of what's going on, but they don't pass it along. You know, it's, it's, it's so compartmentalized. Like you said earlier, Gene, you know, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. And I think that is one of the major problems when it comes to dealing with the whole UFO phenomena is that any inroads that are made, you know, you take two step forwards and four steps back because everybody hangs on to this information and nobody wants to tell anybody else about uh, what is going on. And the phenomena, whatever it is, uh, takes advantage of this. It, it, likes, it plays games. Why else would you have a phenomena that flies around in our sky with bright lights on it, begging for attention, and then just just flies away when anybody when anybody notices it. You know the 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 nuts and bolts people who who believe that UFOs are strictly extraterrestrial spaceships from another planet. Why would say scientists from another planet that are visiting the Earth fly around in craft that just you know beg to be noticed if they're trying to do their anthropology research, you know, on the sly. The UFO phenomena most of the time seems to be just the opposite. It, it just really, it's like, here we are, look at us, now we're going to go. <laughs>
there's always the the flip side of the coin to all of that stuff though too so i mean there's there's a lot of problems with the idea that there could be some sort of a hidden civilization that's capable of manufacturing something like unidentified flying objects or i mean look at like the size of a mothership i mean we're going to know about it never mind the military by now we've got civilian satellites that can map the entire planet look down on antarctica everywhere even ground with ground penetrating radar somebody would have found them by now so at best oh yeah you're right yeah and i think that they have well i mean civilians it would have got out. So I don't mean military where it's all hush-hush and nobody can say anything because, you know, under threat of some sort of martial law. I mean, just regular explorers, prospectors, people who are looking for resources, explorers, people they can't shut up, you know? So it's, but that doesn't mean that maybe there aren't bases of some kind and that their bases are, as you suggest, and that's my favorite theory, that they are coming from some alternate universe and that maybe there are bases here. An alternate universe is is much further out there than actually saying, well, you know, they could come from another star system. That seems to be, of all the available options, the most reasonable that we can think of. But whatever the case, these are fabulous stories. And at their core, there still is this true mystery of what exactly are these objects that we're dealing with that can outmaneuver our best technology that we have. So, so no matter how you look at it, this mystery is still at its core. It's a real life thing. It's not just a DC comic or something that's pretend. There's something real to it. And that's what makes it even more fascinating. You know, what I want to say here is that there's a commonality among a lot of these legends. Going back to Richard Shaver and Lemuria, the civilization that broke apart because the sun threw off nasty rays and most of them took off to other worlds and some remain in the caves to protect themselves, for better or worse. But all these legends of ancient civilizations, breakaway civilizations, you know, they all are basically variations on the theme that there is someone else out there. We don't know where they are. They might be in caves. They might have their own civilization under the ocean very difficult to detect. They might cross a dimensional portal. But at the end of the day, they're very, very similar. Tim? Yeah, that's the uh, that's the thing. It's, you know, we have we have an unknown phenomenon and we're really left with with nothing. I mean, you know, every once in a while, somebody runs across maybe like a piece of metal or anything like that. But uh, at least as far as I know, you know, nobody has a uh, a, a craft at a hangar someplace. I mean, I don't care, you know, what they say. I don't believe that Area Fifty One, you know, has uh, has crashed UFOs, you know, hidden away somewhere. Uh, but um, the uh, the the thing about this phenomena is that it um, it has the ability to really um, it's almost like it can pay attention to 
our our thinking, our our mass consciousness, uh, you know, the 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 archetypical beliefs that we all carry with us that has you know developed you know, over the, uh, the the millennia. And it, it, it seems to take advantage of that, whether deliberately or, or you know, like uh, John Keel you know, speculated that it, it actually uh, uh, had no, 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 no will or direction of its own. It was all almost influenced by our, by our own beliefs. And, um, uh, but when it comes to UFOs, it, it, it does seem like that there are a number of different things all operating at once that kind of superficially resemble each other uh whether or not we are actually dealing with you know like you know maybe you know one percent extraterrestrial visitors you know ten percent uh, uh a lost civilization under the ocean or or, or in caves you know another ten percent of, of interdimensional travels coming travelers coming through portals and uh you know let's not forget the idea that uh, we could also be dealing with uh, with time travelers you know what i want to talk about time travelers in our next segment okay tim swartz gene steinberg jay randall murphy more to come on the paracast Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. The Genesis Communications Network is one of America's premier broadcasters of captivating talk radio. We thank you for listening. Now, Now, just imagine there are thousands of people who are just as passionate about radio as you are. But what you may not realize is how easy and affordable it is to advertise with us. Radio commercials for your business could be heard on hundreds of radio stations across the U.S. every day. We can help you by creating an effective radio advertising campaign for your company. From script writing to producing your commercial just like the one you're listening to right now no other network provides the level of customer service we do when it comes to radio advertising we are your one-stop shop and no matter how big or small your business is we can help email us and advertise at gcnlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website advertise at gcnlive.com easy affordable effective 
Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. Okay, so a watch is good and some jewelry. Better grab some flowers, too. Hey, what you doing? Uh, Mother's Day, remember? Oh, yeah. So I'm making lists, got to plan a trip to the store, then need to save all the receipts in case she wants to return. Uh, You know there's an easier way, right? I'm guessing you do? Yes, and I'm going to show you the easy, quick way to shop for mom and save 30% at sunshine-pillows.com. Ah, pillows. Mm -hmm. Great idea. Oh, not just pillows. Sunshine-pillows.com has the best selection of custom heated neck wraps and heated neck pillows. She always says she has stress. And aches and pains, right? Look, they have hot and cold therapy products. Ooh, it says we can buy any select combo up to $150 uh-huh. and get 30% off. Yep, just use this promo code MOM30. You know, for a little brother, you're pretty smart. Get something for every mom on your list and save 30% when you spend up to $150 on any select combo. Now through Mother's Day only at sunshine-pillows.com. Use promo code MOM30. Sunshine-pillows.com. Your complete line of therapeutic pillows and pads. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full-body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNLife.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. I changed the routine there instead of saying you're in. Oh, that way. Nobody cares. <laughs> Jay Randall Murphy, Tim Swartz, Sue. Works is a Commander X variation. Tim Beckley also had the house name Colonel B. Lots of people mm. wrote stuff under the name Colonel B. Were you ever at Colonel B? No, that's a new one to me. I don't think I don't think I ever ran across to, uh, that one before. That that definitely was before my time. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, time travelers now. We had someone, who was it who talked about time travelers? Was that William Puckett or somebody else, Randall? Time travelers. One of our guests recently said, time travelers. We kind of are interested in time travelers. I worry about time travelers in relation to this paradox where the slightest thing they do to change things here will change their civilization or was it all meant to be anyway? It's kind of a revolving door i love the idea that ufos could actually be time travelers i I saw this absolutely wonderful cartoon one time that uh, it, it, it stated that the titanic sank because it was overweight because it was full of time travelers who had come back to see why the titanic sank <laughs> that's one of the best ones i've heard so far i think gene it might have been richard hoffman that was talking about that from the scientific coalition for ufology 
right. was Richard Hoffman. But I mean, time travel to me, I think, is, is a really misunderstood concept. It's used mostly as a plot device in those cases. But if there is such a thing as time travel, what it would be, it works out logically anyways, to be an illusion. In other words, say, if other universes exist, then our universe is one among many. And it may be the case that there's another universe that has developed in a parallel manner to ours, but is at a different stage. If you can travel between those two, it would seem as though you had gone back in time, when in actuality, what you're doing is you're traversing into another universe. Actually reversing time itself, that doesn't seem to be a possibility. I'm, I'm with the uh, Vulcan Science Directorate on that one. <laughs> I recently uh, uh, talked with uh, a Dr. Michael Masters, uh, who um, has written a book called uh, Identified Flying Objects. Now, Dr. Masters is a uh, professor of anthropology, so a large portion of, of his book deals with the, the idea that uh, UFOs could represent uh, uh, time travelers from uh, the future and he he gives examples of the ufo occupants that have been seen and how this could be uh, looked at as uh, future descendants and how from what we currently know about uh, how we evolve the uh, characteristics the large large heads the the way the uh, the eyes are shaped and and, and things like that, uh, you know how uh, this could uh, you know be a possible explanation for uh, UFOs. And uh, now he postulates, and of course you know this isn't his idea. He just he just you know he borrowed it you know from other uh, physicists to, uh, that we live in a block universe, which basically means that uh, that the past, the present, and the future all exist simultaneously, um, and that the future can uh, influence the past and the future we just you know we haven't reached it yet you know for for you know for want of a a good explanation that you know won't warp any everybody's minds trying to conceive it uh, but he says that uh, you know you eliminate the whole idea of a paradox by when traveling in the past because it's already happened you know anything that you do from the future going into the past it doesn't matter because it's already happened uh, you know you can't go back and kill your grandfather because your grandfather you know wasn't wasn't killed you know that sort of thing well now, see that that's the whole reason why I say you're not really dealing with time travel in that case. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What you're dealing with is an entirely separate universe that is exactly like this one, but at a different stage in its evolution. So therefore, you could come back, say, from their perspective, in other words, and there are reasons why it has to be this way. When you consider just the nature of a universe to begin with, what we're dealing with is spatial dimensions, for starters. So we have our familiar ones that we live in ourselves. This is our universe. If you were to have another set of spatial dimensions any place else, even in the future at another time, that would still be its own universe, a whole other set of spatial dimensions. Now, if you're coming from one that is far more advanced than ours, back into 
hours, it would seem like you're going back in time and you wouldn't have to deal with that uh, problem where if you meet your grandfather or yourself that, you know, you'll cause a problem because essentially what you're dealing with is another version of what would you could call it you. I wouldn't really say it would be you. I'd say each of us are individuals, but it would be another being that is just like you that has come from another universe. Multiverse. It's like they're doing now on all these comic books and CW TV shows where you have Earth 1 and you have Earth 38, etc. Could be. They're like sliders, the the old TV show. Well, at least that's possible and, and in a logical way. You can see how it could all work. Simply saying that, well, you know, the time... Is exists in the past, present, and future all simultaneously. That doesn't really work anywhere but in a math equation. And it's really easy for you to add and subtract numbers in an abstract sense. But in the real world, just think of everything that would have to happen to actually either reverse time or to change your perspective so that you remain the same while everything else speeds up. It's just not something that is rationally possible in a realistic sense yeah i can uh, i can see uh, you have say like you know parallel universes that uh, that run alongside of each other though th- these alternative universes that are closest to us would be almost indistinguishable from us the farther away that you would get you know using of course you know just the idea of three you know three dimensional or even four dimensions but the farther away you get you know the more differences that you have but there's you know it, it, it could very very well be that uh, you know these these close uh, alternate realities may be a little bit faster time-wise than ours, and, uh, and if we would travel, you know, able to travel with them, it would seem like we we had gone into the future, and and you know, vice versa. Some sure. nearby, some nearby would be a little bit slower, and uh, if we would go to them, it would seem like that that we had gone to the past. Exactly. Um, yeah. Now well, you're thinking. I- well, see now, I've I've written uh, quite a bit and researched uh, the 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 concept of time slips. Let's go into a time slip, okay? Let's slip our time or slip something. Hopefully, not logic with Tim, Gene, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNhemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNhemp.com or call 877-878-4203. 
By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. USA Radio News with Wendy King. Police in California are questioning a young man who opened fire at a synagogue, killing one person and wounding three others. San Diego Sheriff Bill Gore. John Ernest, date of birth, 6899. He's 19 years old and as far as we can tell has had no prior contact with law enforcement. He says the shooting may not be Ernest's only crime. We're looking at the possibility of his involvement in the mosque burning in Escondido back a month ago. What ties into that? Some of the digital evidence that we're reviewing right now. President Trump had this. America's heart is with the victims of the horrific synagogue shooting in Poway, California just happened. Our entire nation mourns the loss of life prays for the wounded, and stands in solidarity with the Jewish community. This is USA Radio News. Tired of overpaying for the little blue pill? What if you could get the exact same results for just a fraction of the price, guaranteed? Well, now you can with sildenafil, the active ingredient in the blue pill. With 20 milligram generic sildenafil tablets, you get the exact same results for less than $2 per pill. And again, the results are guaranteed. That's right. Absolutely guaranteed results for a fraction of the cost of the little blue pill. So give your wallet a break and call us toll-free at 800-365-6017 to get your generic sildenafil delivered discreetly to your door. And of course, while saving hundreds of dollars, you'll also be saving time by saying goodbye to those long, embarrassing pharmacy lines once and for all. Again, just call 800-365-6017 and get your generic sildenafil with a 100% money-back guarantee. Getting your pills doesn't get any easier or cheaper than this, so call 800-365-6017 now. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? 92 Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax manager hotline now 800-503-8625-800-503-8625-800-503-8625 this is Jacques Vallée you're listening to the Paracast the gold standard of paranormal radio At the end of our previous segment, 
Tim Swartz was talking about time slips, like sliders. What? Well, a time slip is where, say, somebody is walking down the street and all of a sudden he has the perception that the scenery around him has changed to the point where, say, the sidewalk, the concrete sidewalk that he's on is now bricks. The cars on the road around him have turned into uh, horse-drawn carriages. These skyscrapers have disappeared to be replaced uh, with houses. You know, people who have undergone these uh, bizarre experiences, all of their senses are affected. They can not only see what's going on around them, but they can smell the air. It's either cleaner or, you know, if you're in a city, you know, full of uh, of of burning coal. They can hear uh, uh, people talking, the horses, you know, neighing, that sort of thing. And uh, and then almost as as quickly, they find themselves back to uh, the present. Now, early on, when I was uh, talking to people and, and, and doing research on this subject, you know, I naturally, uh, you know, thought that this uh, could actually be, you know, some kind of natural, say, like a, uh, like a window or a wormhole or, or, you know, a portal that thrusts somebody into the past. But as time has gone by and, uh, I, you know, I've talked to more and more people, uh, I've, I've kind of speculated, like, like you, Randall, whether or not this isn't an example of somebody actually seeing a, uh, a, 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 a parallel reality that for, you know, whatever reason that, uh, you know, we can't quite understand yet, they're able to, you know, actually uh, go there for a limited amount of time, or at least the the people who, who come back and report on it, there are probably cases where we have mysterious disappearances where, you know, people don't come back. But, uh, but I do think that uh, time slips could be, and of course, this is the speculation on my part, we have no you know, no scientific proof one way or the other that, you know, these people are experiencing, you know, these these alternate realities, these parallel uh, universes that run closely alongside of ours and that, you know, for whatever reason, we're able to catch glimpses of them. Now, you know, scientists, especially when it comes to um, um, quantum physics, say that this is impossible, that, uh, you know, you we may have these alternative universes and realities. But there's no way that we can visit them. We're cut off from them, and they are cut off from us. But something is happening to these people. You know, they, they are having some kind of unknown, bizarre experience. And again, you know, we can carry this you know, uh, uh, further to the, the, the whole UFO phenomenon. Because, I, I mean, I have run across cases and have actually talked to, to people who have had close encounters with UFOs that say, uh, I, I know there's this one case that, you know, I talked to the two women who were in this car. The UFO hovered over their car. They experienced, like Jenny Randall's uh, Oz effect, where they felt that they were just kind of cut off from uh, the world. Everything looked the same around them. But they felt cut off. And one of them said that an old, say, like, uh, uh, she said a Model T, but that, you know, just like an old car suddenly drove past them. Uh, and after it drove past them, the UFO disappeared. They felt like that they were back into uh, a regular reality, but this car had disappeared along with the UFO. 
So, you know, I mean, it, it, it seems like that at times when people have these UFO experiences, there is some kind of um, altering of the rea- of reality or around the 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 craft, you know, again, I hate to use that word, but, you know, the, the, the UFOs and the people who unfortunately come close enough to be within their field of influence. I think you're totally onto something. I, th- I think that's exactly the direction that we need to, to take because the other ones really are dead ends, in my opinion. And you're absolutely also right about scientists starting to take the idea of multiple universes quite seriously. I'm not sure if you've had a chance to check out the uh, video on the 2016 Isaac Asimov Memorial Debate, where they have a panel of serious experts talking about the possibility that the universe could be some sort of a simulation in which case there could be many other universes out there and that transporting ourselves between them would be pretty much as simple as cut and paste if you had the technology to do it. So from that perspective, it really explains a lot of this weirdness. Uh, you know, we don't have to go into uh, the, all the problems associated with traditional concepts of time travel. Yeah, the uh, um, and and of course, you know, I mean, Tim, Tim Beckley, you know, he loves the idea of uh, of our universe being, you know, some kind of of, of simulation. And of course, you know, the, this was something that uh, the late uh, science fiction writer Philip K. Dick uh, wrote quite a bit about. And and I wish I could remember now um, who it was that told this this story. But there was a um, somebody who had a, 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 an out of body experience while they were meditating, and uh, they they said that while they were meditating, they got the idea that they wanted to visit the end of the universe. And when they had this out of body experience. Uh, they actually said that they ended up in a laboratory somewhere uh, where they met with these people that they said looked like, you know, scientists or, or, or professors who proceeded to tell them that uh, that our universe is a simulation that was made in their laboratory and that uh, um, uh, uh Everything that has happened in this simulation just kind of happened by accident. They were trying to replicate their own universe, and then the the the, the creation of you know stars and galaxies and life forms <laughs> just kind of happened. And so this person came back with uh, you know this this really a. Um, Gosh, uh, like an existential crisis on their yeah. hand. <laughs> but that's <laughs> because, amazing. Yeah. You know, because really, it's possible. It's like there's no logical, rational reason why that might not actually be the case. As crazy as it sounds and as unlikely as the story probably is, really, there is no reason I can think of it why it couldn't be true. Yeah, part of the problem is that uh, you know you have these high strangeness cases, and and you know, and these are the, these are the type of cases that, that I love, and you know, the the ones that I really gravitate towards, and to try to you know find these witnesses and talk to them personally, is that it's really difficult to convince anybody else uh, that 
you know the, these things actually happen and forget about trying to you know convince uh, you know scientists uh, about these you know, so-called you know anecdotal type of uh, of stories we're lucky now that uh, you know we're learning that there are a number of, of physicists who are, who are really starting to take interest in the UFO phenomena but then when you start to get into these these really bizarre cases you know the uh, you know like I said like like the time slips or or even some of these cases of of UFOs being associated uh, with uh, with cryptid sightings or or, or or you know poltergeist phenomena things like that you know I, again that's just kind of a little bit uh, outside the veil that most scientists would be willing to look at I mean it's okay well, we'll you know we'll look at the UFO phenomena you know but uh, some of the so other weird stuff that's still just too weird for us but uh it's not too weird for us <laughs> that's right it's never too weird for us because you know what we are we are we of course exude weirdness or something like that i don't know tim swartz commander x or one of the commander x's gene and randall you're in the paracast for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Fellow patriots, my name is Todd Savage, founder of BlackRifleRealEstate.com. Like you, I was a prisoner of the alt-left sanctuary state, until one day I chose to lead my family to freedom. Today we live on a sustainable 20-acre homestead where we shoot, hunt, garden, and homeschool our children without the tyranny of the nanny state looking over us. If you're ready to flee the city to the freedom of Idaho or Montana, our Black Rifle Real Estate team is here to help. Go to BlackRifleRealEstate.com. That's BlackRifleRealEstate.com. Bacon lovers, we ship free. Try our amazing bacon. No refrigeration required. Proprietary value-added packaging provides 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. 
savory and delicious. Wholesale price for your everyday use. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. All right, crew, let's get her dug. Honey, you want to give me a hand? I'm planting that tree, remember? No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. You must call 811 at least two to three business days before any digging project so you can avoid hitting our essential buried utilities. This includes natural gas and petroleum pipelines, electric, communication cables, and water and sewer lines. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. Do you feel like many of us? All the distractions in the world taking our minds and focus off what really needs to get done day to day? Well, Jeunesse has a dietary supplement called Mind to help with mental distraction and it supports memory function. Go to GCNLife.com now to check it out. You're only at your best when your mind is at its best. Go to GCNLife.com or call toll free 844-443-6637. That's GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. So, Tim, do we call you X for short? (laughs) Yeah, it's like J and K, your X. (laughs) No, well, and, you know, I've had a lot of people, uh, you know, ask me, oh, you know, are you Commander X? And I was like, oh, God, no. You know, I don't even I don't even come close to the type of material that you know the the original or originals were were writing about, uh, you know, I, and, and I think one of the things is that you know early on for our uh, website and the, the the conspiracy journal newsletter, uh, all of us that were associated with it used the same email address, which was uh, you know, Commander X twelve, and so you know by now it's just kind of whittled down to basically just my Myself and and Tim Beckley and, and Sean Castile, but I'll still get you know emails coming in, you know people asking, oh, am I really talking to Commander X? <laughs> and they're very disappointed. I say, nope, sorry, you know Commander X is uh, you know doesn't write too much anymore. <laughs> well, you don't write just about UFOs. You you've got a whole range of stuff that you write about and uh, so maybe let's touch on some of those one of the ones i just noticed here and we'd had another guest on not long ago who talked about much of the same stuff mind stalkers Hmm. where we have the government getting involved in mind control can we can you tell us a bit about some of that oh sure well and to answer your question yeah i mean the uh, i i love all of this stuff i mean from from early on i was fascinated by you know ufos and you know uh, ghosts and and cryptid creatures and and uh, uh you know government conspiracies though though now i've i've, I've kind of grown disgusted with that whole thing because of you know the c- current political you know si- situation and the craziness involved i want to ask so- you about the conspiracies in a moment. But once you finish the answer, I'd like you to tell us whether you have had any experiences. 
All right, sure. Well, when it comes to mind control, you know, this this is one of these things that uh, uh, th- that I was brought into research uh, about uh, well, fairly early on, and um, in the especially in the early. 1990s there seemed to be this 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 explosion uh, of people coming forward saying that uh, uh, that they had been involved in in government experiments some people even said that you know they, they currently were being uh, harassed uh, via mind control naturally a lot of these people do suffer from you know delusions it's a very common uh, mental illness that can be traced back centuries that people think that they are being controlled by you know uh, rays or or what have you you know there's a fascinating story back in the 19th century of this guy who said that he was being controlled by what he called the heirloom yeah you know, like a, like a loom that somehow it emitted uh, uh, rays of energy that uh, controlled people's minds. You know, uh, look look it up. The heirloom. It's just this fascinating story. But now we know from uh, uh, you know the Freedom of Information Act that uh, the CIA had uh, uh, MK Ultra and and other uh, uh, projects where they were attempting to uh, find out whether or not uh, the the human mind uh, could be controlled for whatever you know reasons you know started with uh, you know like Nazi Germany using uh, drugs and hypnosis and then after the end of the war. Uh, a lot of this information was then taken in by you know the United States and the Soviet Union, uh, but uh, it's it's gone as far now as they were doing research into electronics, whether or not you could implant a uh, an electronic device into a person's brain to control them. You know, I mean, there was a scientist by the name of uh, of Diego who uh, uh, there's a video of him actually in a ring with a bull. Where they have this device in in this bull's head, and the bull charges at this guy, and he pushes a button, and the bull just stops dead in its in, in its tracks. So this was something you know, like from the uh, very early 1960s. So I mean, you know, who knows what kind of abilities that they have uh, nowadays? You know, people talk about you know implants in the brain, electronic implants controlling them. Well, you know, if if we are to believe how technology is able to uh, uh, move ahead, and especially when it comes to, say, like black budget of developments, which is probably at least 50 years ahead of civilians, you know, we may actually be, the, you know, at the point where, uh, you know, you have satellites that are able to, you know, manipulate you know, not only individuals but but crowds, uh, and and again, you know, I mean, you know, this is uh, you know, this can sound really far out. I don't think it sounds that far out. I think it sounds like it's entirely possible. I mean, we know that they've got technology that can make people hear voices in their head as if it's coming from inside their own head and they've had it for decades and then there's the work by persinger of course he's got the god helmet you know where he he's able to give people paranormal experiences well i mean you refine that into some sort of psyops tool or weapon and uh, look what you got I, i don't think it's that far out at all really tim 
if if you go to say like your local Walmart, they you they're using something now that was originally developed through MK Ultra, and that is um, a beam of 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 audio uh, that uh, it, it uses a very narrow space and i'm not a, like an audio expert i can't tell you exactly you know how it works but the speaker if you enter into this beam you can hear somebody talking to you it sounds like they're right next to you talking you take a a step away from that nothing yeah and, yeah, they've yeah. got that in Walmart now. I mean, when yes. I heard about that, uh, we must be talking about the same thing. They'd had it at a couple of the high-end uh, department stores in New York where they were testing it out, where you know people could stand out on the street and look at the picture window and the display. And if they stood just in the right spot, you could hear the whole spiel about what was going on and uh, the products and, and the sales and everything else. Take it one step back, nothing. Yeah. So yeah. and now, so now you're saying it's in Walmart. Like, <laughs> Sarah's, you know, there is is that that's uh, I don't know. Are they taking over now? What's next? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, the thing about you know the devices that they use at Walmart. I mean, it has very limited range. Now, the example that 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 you know you said they actually were able to they they put this this audio device on a billboard across the street. And so, I mean, what, maybe 50, 75 yards away, people could still hear this, this concentrated uh, um, um, uh, broadcast, so to speak, you know, audio broadcast, you know, within a very narrow beam. So if you look at, say like during the 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 first uh, uh Iraq war when you had these Iraqi soldiers who were you know in these foxholes just suddenly giving up in in mass and there were rumors going around that uh the US military was using some kind of and you know the 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 speculation was that they were using some kind of electromagnetic uh, uh, beam that was uh, literally like a, like a concentrated uh, microwave beam that was able to uh, impart in, in uh, messages, maybe of a religious nature, into these soldiers' heads. But it could very well be that they were using this this type of audio uh, narrow beam audio tech technology. So okay, you, you you know when was the uh, the the first Iraqi war? You know, the early nineteen nineties. Here we are, two thousand and nineteen. What kind of stuff do they have now that they're using? That you know we can't even speculate, you know, yeah. about because it would just sound too sound too crazy. You know, what let it me is. let me add something here. <laughs> okay, okay. Go ahead. we're talking here about mind control with rays. That's out of Richard Shaver's playbook, only it supposedly happened to him when he was working in a, a company where he was doing welding back in the 1930s. Now, people will say, well, he spent a number of years in a mental institution. The story goes that he was railroaded there by relatives who didn't want him marrying the woman he married. That sort of thing. I don't know. But it's the same thing. Could it be that in the 1930s someone was experimenting, or was it all part of this breakaway civilization? You know, we'll talk more about this in our next segment. And I want Tim first to 
answer that question about his personal experiences. We're going to push that on him, okay? So that's going to happen. Remind you that on After the Paracast, the premium show that goes with the Paracast Plus, William Puckett delivers information on the latest UFO sightings. Just go to plus.theparacast.com for more info. With Gene, Tim, and Randall, you're in the Paracast. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great t-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. You haven't experienced yogurt until you've tried a Mossy, embodying health and flavor in a true whole milk, green-fed dairy beverage. Every sip pays homage to our old-world cows and the ancient culturing methods their milk benefits from. With over 30 probiotics, a Mossy's undeniably nutritious, refined, cultured sensation bolsters your health and awakens your passion for dairy. A Mossy's so good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. Join me, George Norrie, in Indian Wells, California, May 31st to June 3rd for the Contact in the Desert UFO Conference, an epic weekend of exploration into ancient aliens, human origins, crop circles, and UFO sightings. More than 100 lectures, panels, workshops, and events with leading experts like Giorgio Sukalos, David Wilcock, Linda Moulton Howe, Eric Von Doniken, Doc Wallach, and so many more. Get your tickets today at contactinthedesert.com. It's time to make contact, contactinthedesert.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Going to put you on the hot seat, Tim. Any personal experiences at all? Mm, well, it all depends what you uh, you know what you're what you're looking for. I have had a number of what you would call you know like ghostly or or paranormal experiences. Um, I've had I've had one UFO sighting. Unfortunately, I've always you know <laughs> hoped to see something you know uh, really exciting. But uh, but you know one time I saw an extremely bright red light in the sky you know maybe a couple miles away from from my location that just just hung there and uh, and then just just suddenly just blinked out and you know i stood at my spot for a long time waiting to see if you know some kind of conventional aircraft you know flew overhead or, or came by 
as for as for ghostly experiences, you know, I I had a a very profound uh, uh, poltergeist experience one time uh, when I was working at that television station in Dayton, Ohio. Um, I had gone to a, a house that uh, the resident said complained that they were that they were being haunted, and I had taken my um, television equipment equipment with me which you know back then it was you know three quarter inch uh, uh tape big heavy camera big heavy uh, uh recording deck with uh, big heavy batteries everything had been uh, charged up i was ready to go almost as soon as i got into the house everything was dead all of these batteries uh you know these big uh, you know uh, nickel uh, cadmium batteries just absolutely dead so uh, a little later on as i was you know sitting talking to these people little tiny rocks started falling from the ceiling uh right in front of us uh, uh they look like like the the white rocks that you can find in your driveway and in fact they they had uh you know like a rock driveway that had these very same kind of rocks so maybe about uh, uh five or six came down and so i gathered them up and i uh I remembered a story that Ivan T. Sanderson had told one time where he had something similar happen to him, and I marked them with a, uh, a magic marker and then took them to the back door of the house. Behind the house was a cornfield, and I chucked all these rocks into the cornfield, came back in and sat down, and almost immediately, little tiny rocks started falling again from the ceiling, and they all had a uh, an X marked on them with a the magic marker. The very same what? rocks came back. Yep. How does yep. that happen? And, you know, and the thing about it is, is that uh, I had everybody in the house I, where I could see them. They, you know, it was like two kind of a, a older couple, and then they had two grandchildren who were, who were living with them. I could see down the hallway the grandchildren were playing a game in the room. The uh, the couple were sitting, you know, right across from me from the couch, and you know, we all. all the three of us, you know, watched these little rocks appear, and they were just as shocked as I was. They, they were like, you know, this has never happened before. They had just had, you know, like wraps on the wall and some furniture moving around, things like that. And uh, and then this this weird thing happened. And uh, but then you know that kind of was the catalyst. Uh, later on, they got back a hold of me again and said that you know after that night things just kind of calmed down and. Um, you know, it was almost like whatever energies were going on in the house at the time, that kind of, uh, you know, took care of it. And uh, I still have those uh, rocks, uh, you know, some somewhere with me. You know, people you know, <laughs> always told me, it's like, oh, you should never take them back. You take them home. The, you know, the ghost will follow you home. <laughs> well, you know, that that right. never happened. But, yeah, I mean, that that was probably one of the I've had several bizarre experiences, but that one was probably one of the more more profound ones. Well, I got to ask you then, uh, and this is sort of a thing I, I, I've been trying to ask most of our guests, with all of these commonalities between the various forms of paranormal phenomena, have you got any sort of a unified field theory of it? Because, I mean, here you mentioned battery drain, mm-hmm. you know, electrical disruptions like cars stalling. We've got UFOs. We've got the Oz effect. That seems to happen as well when we get other forms of paranormal activity going on. We have anti-gravity, invisibility. All of these things seem to be common aspects of the strange with respect to just about every type of paranormal phenomena that's out there. 
Boy, I tell you, uh, I really wish I could come up with some kind of of unified field theory, as, as you put it. You know, I do think though that that you know we we live in a in a in a reality of of of, of energy and information. All right, and that uh, our our perceptions of our world and our reality are are really filtered. Uh, by our by our brain, uh, you know, just you know, just that natural development that so that you know we could we could survive and not get eaten by you know a saber tooth tooth tiger, and that if we could really see what was going on around us, we you know our our you know little chemical brains probably could not take it all in and would just you know in, in, implode. But um, you know, I I really. You know, I can speculate, but I, I really try to keep myself open to the point where I don't really believe in anything. Because if you start to develop a belief system, then if you get any contrary information, then you may not be w- too willing to take that new information in because you're already, you know, preset. To, you know, to to a preconceived notion. You know, it's kind of like uh, uh, people who who solely believe that UFOs are nuts and bolts extraterrestrial spacecraft, and if they're presented with uh, you know something, say like some kind of like paranormal type of evidence towards uh, um, uh, of UFOs, you know, a lot of them just refuse to even uh, look at the evidence. You know, they, they don't even want it in their files. But um, you know, I I do think that because of the nature of our universe and the nature of our reality, that because of the, it, it, it's possible nature of pure information that not only our consciousness but but other consciousness that exists with us but that we're not readily aware of uh, has the ability to to manipulate our reality in ways that we still just don't understand i mean you know we can you know it's it's kind of like the you know our early ancestors climbing a tree and throwing rocks at the moon uh you know we're doing that now with 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 some of these um uh, what we would call paranormal uh types of, of phenomena you know we're throwing rocks at them and you know in my case they they threw them back uh, but um you know, when it comes to a unified field theory, I, I I really do think that because we live in a reality of pure information, that somehow our consciousness and other consciousness uh, have the ability to to manipulate our reality in ways that 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 we really don't understand. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, uh, um, unconsciously, and maybe with uh, with with people who are more adept, uh, say you know, people who. Uh, are, are more versed in, in Eastern types of philosophy, you know, may have a better understanding on how to manipulate our reality. But, uh, but you know, when it comes to unified field theory, I think that is probably, you know, the closest idea that I would have, you know, coming to that is that, uh, you know, consciousness 
ours and then others, you know, and in, you know, put quotation marks around others, you know, who knows, you know, have that, have this ability to, um, to, to influence and, and, and manipulate our reality. And, um, and again, you know, we're just uh, uh, we're just early hominids, you know, throwing you know throwing rocks at the moon and 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 worshiping the spirits in the trees. We just don't quite understand how these things are working. We just know that it does. We've got more to come with Tim Swartz, Gene Steinberg, J. Randall Murphy. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented MyPillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Many people believe they don't control their own destiny because they haven't chosen to take the first step towards the life they've always dreamed of. Let them continue just getting by while you make the choice to do something about your future. Imagine working from home, earning the income you deserve. Start small or dream big. Work part-time or full-time. You choose the pace. Just visit startlivingyoung.com. That's startlivingyoung.com. 
and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Discover Juness, a state-of-the-art global health products company that spent five years on the Inc. 5,000 fastest-growing private companies in America list. With over a billion a year in sales, they'll provide all the tools you need to thrive and succeed. And you'll be blown away by how little it takes to get started. Visit startlivingyoung.com today and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab at the top of the page. 2019 will be the year your new life begins. Your destiny awaits at startlivingyoung.com. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Before we go on, Tim, how'd you win an Emmy? Oh, I actually, I have probably six or seven <laughs> uh, Emmys from, from various things. The first one that I ever won was for, um, for editing uh, in uh, video production. And then, uh, you know, one was for uh, a videography on, on a documentary. You know, another one was for a, um, a segment that I had produced for uh, a program, at the television station that, uh, uh, that I worked at uh, dealing with um, uh, ghost and hauntings of Indiana of all, of all things. And, uh, you know, just uh, various things like that. That's pretty cool. How many years have you been doing this then? I mean, it, it must be, you know, maybe what, 40, 50 years or something like that? Mm, well, yeah, at least. Now, when I was in college, which was in the uh, uh, the middle 1970s, I actually started writing articles for, you know, some of these uh, uh, UFO magazines like uh, um, uh, uh, Saga UFO Report, you know, things like that to um, – uh, actually help uh, uh, pay for uh, you know various sun sundries uh, in college. You know that was a time when these magazines actually uh, paid you uh, for these articles. Uh, Boy, times have really changed. On yeah, that. They, I mean, they really have. But uh, you know, once I once I started working in television, uh, I kind of you know I, I let that that stuff kind of uh, uh, slide uh, uh, quite a bit. Though, when I was working in Indianapolis, Indiana, I worked for the uh, the local PBS station, which it was the... I can't, I, I can't remember what the term was, now was it, but it, it basically, it covered the entire state of Indiana with, uh, say, like satellite stations in smaller cities. But in Indianapolis, I knew a lot of the other reporters who worked for the, the network affiliates there, and I started to think where if I would teach these reporters how to 
cover stories dealing with UFOs or ghosts or, or, or things like that, because I had gotten so sick and tired seeing another stupid story about UFOs where they would play the X-File music or you know find the most incredible crackpot to interview. So I wanted to approach these other reporters and producers and uh, you know assignment editors as well on how to deal with these stories in a professional way. Way and not make a joke about it. Oh, it's been a thorn in the side of ufologists oh, for yeah, like decades. Yeah. There was a case in, in particular, I think it was in, in Colorado, where somebody was working on an experimental um, advertising blimp. And it basically, it looked like a, a giant cigar shaped. It was very thin and, you know, it could be remote controlled, almost like, like a drone. And it had gotten away from them. And a lot of people had <laughs> taken video of this thing in the sky before they found out what it was or where it came from. But the reporter who covered this the entire story, she went around and interviewed little children about this sighting. Didn't interview the police, didn't interview any adults who had seen this, didn't interview, you know, the person who took this absolutely, you know, great video of this unknown thing in the sky. To me, that was kind of like the breaking point. It was like, oh, come on. At the time, you didn't know what you were dealing with, but you're going around interviewing little children. But now this is going to make the perfect segue into something completely different. <laughs> I totally get what you're saying there, but I'm looking on your site and I'm seeing a book here called The Day of the Not-So-Awful Children. <laughs> what is that about? That, is, <laughs> that really the, looks like it could be fun. That actually is a children's book that I wrote for a friend of mine as a Christmas present. Um, I had taken uh, a bunch of photographs that previous year of, of, of my daughter, uh, their children, some other children, and you know, using, uh, using Photoshop, just made up this kind of like a little adventure story and put it together and uh, using, um, uh, at that time, it was CreateSpace, got it published, and then you know, gave it as a Christmas present, not only you know, to this one parent, but the other parents of the children you know involved once once it gets up on on amazon or something like that it stays there i don't think anybody else has ever bought it but that's what it was that was my attempt at a children's story as a christmas present <laughs> yeah it's completely out of place with all the other books there but it, i think that they should be taken a lot more seriously when they say that they've experienced strange things themselves too mm -hmm. so thanks for sharing that yeah. No, no, I, I absolutely agree with that. But I mean, this reporter, that's all that they did. That's all yeah. she did. I mean, she right. just, she just, you know, she made, she made a joke of this at the time, you know, they didn't realize exactly what it was that they were dealing with. It's always just been a sore point with me. And, you know, partially I can understand because most reporters, they don't have the background or the knowledge. They haven't been taught on how to deal with something unexpected like that. I mean, you know, they're used to covering car wrecks or, you know, what's going on at the, uh, you know, the city council meeting, you know, that week. And so I kind of made a point 
to uh, through the, uh, the the local university to uh, teach classes on how to approach these kinds of stories in a professional manner and not resort to the you know the same tired old uh, you know tropes you know right. the, the the running the Adams family you know music when it comes to you know like ghost stories or or, or things like that. Making it unworthy of serious attention. But exactly. you must feel yeah. somewhat vindicated now since uh, the New York Times broke the story about uh, the ATIP program and so on. I mean, they are taking it much more seriously now. Yeah, it's it's nice to see that. Uh, but uh, really, I mean, the New York Times and the Washington Post, I mean, uh, we've just seen really just a few examples of this type of, of reporting coming out. But, you know, naturally, you know, less than 10 years ago, that would have been really unheard of. Uh, so I'm I'm happy to see it. But I really I hope that it continues that. Uh, there'll be more stories along this line, more reporters who are willing to um, uh, uh, dig deeper, uh, uh, you know, into uh, these events, you know, bring their, uh, you know, investigative uh, uh, skills into play. Uh, uh, so many of these types of stories um, can be just really superficial. You know, I mean, he, uh, the uh, the the one that we were talking about earlier in the program uh, about the uh, the the Navy responding to the pilots uh, to try to come up with a better way to um, take in their reports uh, was still, I think, lacking in uh, a lot of details. It, uh, it it really could have contained a lot more information. We'll have more with Tim. Gene and Randall, two more segments left. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. The United States of Empire is a book that claims the United States is the empire of the world. George Washington had warned us against foreign wars. The United States of Empire shows that World Wars I and II left England broken. Its former colony, the U.S., had to save the empire. Was there ever a vote? Who do we fight for? The deep state began with World War I. The United States of Empire by James Dunn. Available at Amazon Books. Fellow patriots, my name is Todd Savage, founder of BlackRifleRealEstate.com. Like you, I was a prisoner of the alt-left sanctuary state until one day I chose to lead my family to freedom. Today we live on a sustainable 20-acre homestead where we shoot, hunt, garden, and homeschool our children without the tyranny of the nanny state looking over us. If you're ready to flee the city to the freedom of Idaho or Montana, our Black Rifle Real Estate team is here to help. Go to BlackRifleRealEstate.com. That's BlackRifleRealEstate.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. 
law enforcement personnel in Poway, California, say they've detained a person who killed one person at a synagogue. KFMB TV reporter Brandon Lewis tells us several people have been wounded. Now, what we understand is the man opened fire and hit multiple people, including a rabbi, according to witnesses, who was hit in the hand. Deputies say the injuries range in intensity. The suspect then apparently drove west on Rancho Bernardo Road past the 15, where he was later arrested. One little girl was reportedly shot in the leg. Mayor Steve Voss says this is shaping up to be a hate crime. His motive was clearly antipathy for the Jewish faith. The synagogue was holding a Passover celebration at the time. Police investigating the bombings in Sri Lanka have raided what was believed to be a safe house for Muslim extremists. Fifteen people were killed. This is USA Radio News. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-399-6392. 1-800-399-6392. That's 1-800-399-6392. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. Do you have a family? Would you like to help make sure they'll be taken care of if anything were to happen to you? If you answered yes, you probably need life insurance. Now, do you think life insurance is expensive? If you answered yes to that, too, you definitely need to give AIG Direct a call. We could find you a quarter of a million dollar policy for just $14 a month, which means you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Call us now for a free, no obligation quote. 1-800-919-5435. Since 1995, we've helped millions of people find out if they could save up to 70% on their term life insurance. See how affordably we can help you protect your family. Call AIG Direct now for your free quote. 1-800-919-5435. You could save up to 70%. That's 1-800-919-5435. 1-800-919-5435. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. Oh, let's continue where we left off, Tim. Do we have to kind of recap a bit? What I was going to say is that, uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> um, well, you know, we were talking about how we still need some more detail. We're right. getting, getting a lot of tantalizing bits and pieces from this. But then you've got like the To The Stars Academy people who are trying to make it into an entertainment business. And we still haven't got any real hard evidence. So we still got a ways to go, I think. 
what the point was I was going to make is, is that I realize that, you know, you're limited space-wise, especially when it comes to, you know, uh, print media, on how much detail that you can you can really get into uh, when it comes to these stories. But um, we're still, a lot of people get their news from uh, you know, older generations, at least, you know, television, you know, news, uh, you know, the the, the six o'clock uh, world news report, that sort of thing. You, you're still not seeing a lot of good detailed coverage along those lines. And then again, you know, the uh, you have people who are who are getting their their news along these lines from Facebook and other social media, uh, YouTube, which, I mean, you know, let's uh, forget about that. We were talking about the hollow earth theory earlier. You know, right now we have this, this explosion of belief of the flat earth, which is coming from uh, this, this proliferation of YouTube videos that a lot of people are, are, are taking seriously because it's on YouTube. Right, I, yeah. I saw there was some kind of conference, Flat Earth conference. I mean, that is, I mean, I'm sorry. It is laughable to me that anyone would actually take that seriously, but you're right. There is that element. And, you know, before we, before we conclude the show, though, I want to talk to you about just how seriously you do take a lot of the information in your books, because to me, a lot of it I see is what I would call UFO lore, mm-hmm. things that are, are like urban myth in, in a way, but they make fascinating stories. Like how much of it, you know, do you really, are you really promoting as the gospel truth and how much are you promoting as sort of, you know, a combination of docufiction and culture and in order to just um, make an interesting book for people to read. It's like I said earlier, I mean, uh, um, I don't believe in anything, but, uh, you know, I, I, I try to keep my mind open to all of these different possibilities. You know, not so not so open that my brain slides out between my ears and falls onto the floor, but a lot of these stories, a lot of these inspirations, you know, uh, and it's like you said, it, it, it's very much, uh, uh, say, like, you know, pop culture and uh, uh, UFO lore and, and mythology, which, I mean, I find that stuff just as fascinating because you can really glean a lot of information from uh, this, uh, you know, kind of like a cultural perspective on how people are, are, are thinking and how they're dealing uh, with the unknown. So um, you know, I, I I I I love to put this type of information in my books, but you know, I always I you know I always explain you know when I put some of these more far fetched stories in here, you know that that you know you have to realize that this is you know probably you know a far fetched story. We don't know whether it's true or not. This person said it happened to them. Let's put it in there, and you know I'm going to leave it up to you to decide whether or not you believe it or not. Uh, you know I don't want to be the person who goes and says you know and, and tries to censor this information because right now it seems so far fetched. Yeah, and I think I think we'd be really at a loss for some of the most wonderful imagery. I mean, just the covers alone in some of these books would make, I think, really good posters, you know, for a, a viewing room type of thing. It's, uh, it's just, 
absolutely fabulous stuff that way. Have you got anything new in the works? What's what are you working on now? Well, my most recent uh, book, and it's just just come out just you know uh, not that long ago, is uh, is called Jeff the Talking Mongoose, and uh, this this deals with the uh, the haunting of Cajun's Gap, uh, which took place in the 1930s on the Isle of Man, where uh, the the Irving family you know was was haunted uh, for want of a better term for more than ten years by something that lived in their walls that talked was very vocal and said that that it was a mongoose that uh, it, it <laughs> at, at that point it was over over 80 uh-huh. years old but it uh, it performed all kinds of you know like poltergeist or haunting uh, types of tricks or activities so you know we go I, I go you know very deep into uh, uh, the like the day-to-day activities as was recorded by the uh, the head of the household of what this thing was doing and it's just you know it's it it, it sounds like this this really crazy, bizarre story, but uh, the people that were involved were very earnest that this was something that actually happened. And in fact, the uh, the youngest daughter, Vora, years later, she was around 52 years old, and a reporter tracked her down. And uh, at first, she didn't want to talk to him, but she admitted that, uh, yeah, all this stuff actually happened. Everything that uh, that was that was reported. My dad, myself, and my mother said happened. It actually happened. You know, she said that she she hated talking about it because she said it ruined her life. You know, she said that she was always afraid that somebody was going to find out that she was that girl that was involved with the uh, the Dolby spook as uh, as it was called. Well, I had never heard about it before. Actually, uh, just looking over some of your stuff here, so it, you know, I'm sure it'll be another. Very interesting story to read. And uh, it, it's, I mean, I don't know what a person is supposed to think about that. But one thing that is certain to me is that people do have strange ex- experiences. I, I don't know how to explain them. And I'm not sure that anybody else really has a really good explanation either. But it does happen to people. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, yeah, and, and, you know, you're not the first one that, ha, you know, that has said to me, he's like, oh, well, you know, uh, some of the stuff that you, that you, you know, report on in your books, you know, sounds pretty far-fetched. And, and I would say, well, you know, I want to give, you know, these people who, who, who talk about this stuff, you know, the benefit of the doubt. If, if somebody comes to me and says that, you know, their, their refrigerator is talking to them, I don't automatically dismiss them. You know, I say, well, okay, I want to come over and listen to the refrigerator, and if I can't do that, get a recording of it talking. You know, so um, and and that's that's the thing that I always want to, uh, uh, you know, tell other people who are uh, interested in researching and investigating is to uh, um, keep your mind open to what people are saying to you get the evidence i mean you know, as like i said if, if the refrigerator is talking you know ask to come over and uh, have a conversation with it <laughs> yeah you know it- i need to say because something is when you're in the end of the segment okay we can yeah. talk about talking for refrigerators and everything <laughs> but i think we'll pass on that we've got about a little over a minute left in the segment so randall why don't you pick up and then we'll have some final questions for tim swartz in our next segment go ahead please yeah it's you know, it's really easy to be a critic. That job is the easy one. To get out there and actually go to a site and do some on-scene investigation for yourself 
and actually come up with an explanation. That's a lot harder. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a big believer, uh, Randall, of of going out, getting out of my house, and going places, talk to people firsthand, looking at uh, you know where things were seen, try to see them myself. I mean, you know, it's uh, so many people now they just do their research, you know, on the internet, and uh, you know, I always, I always say to people, get out, get off your duff. Get up close and personal. You're never going to learn anything unless you're there yourself. And at my advanced age, I can tell you this. You're never, ever too old to learn. We've got more to come with Tim and Gene and Randall. This means you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Fellow Patriots, my name is Todd Savage, founder of BlackRifleRealEstate.com. Like you, I was a prisoner of the alt-left sanctuary state, until one day I chose to lead my family to freedom. Today we live on a sustainable 20-acre homestead where we shoot, hunt, garden, and homeschool our children without the tyranny of the nanny state looking over us. If you're ready to flee the city to the freedom of Idaho or Montana, our Black Rifle Real Estate team is here to help. Go to BlackRifleRealEstate.com. That's BlackRifleRealEstate.com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off the grid mobile survival bug out house that's well equipped and custom built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement, you bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family survival to survivalistcamps.com.
These are the sounds of someone taking their eyes off the road. Texting while driving is more than distracting. It's dangerous. Do yourself a favor. Do us all a favor. When you're on the road, stay off the phone. A message from CTIA. The United States of Empire is a book that claims the United States is the empire of the world. George Washington had warned us against foreign wars. The United States of Empire shows that World Wars I and II left England broken. Its former colony, the U.S., had to save the empire. Was there ever a vote? Who do we fight for? The deep state began with World War I. The United States of Empire by James Dunn. Available at Amazon Books. This is Micah Hanks of the Grayling Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Kind of closing up here, Tim Swartz, I want to ask you, you of course said you basically don't believe in anything. Are you looking at this as a matter of culture as opposed or folklore as opposed to real solid phenomena? You know, really kind of a little of, uh, you know, all of the above. Culture and folklore plays a very big part in all of this. But I do think that we are dealing with actual phenomena. I mean, the uh, uh, the rocks that I saw falling from uh, the ceiling, I mean, that actually happened to me. One time when I was uh, uh, investigating a, a haunted theater, uh, we were sitting in this this empty theater, and the uh, chair next to me it was one of these you know where if you sit down on it, the the seat will go down, but if you get up, it automatically goes back to spot. the The chair next to me came down like somebody was sitting there. the The woman that was sitting on the other side of me, I pointed that out to her, and she burst into tears and wanted to go home right then and there. So now that definitely was a real experience uh, for both of us. Uh, now, how you interpret what had happened, that's when you start to get into culture, belief systems, you know, mythology, uh, things like that. You know, somebody who is inclined to look at everything, say like with UFOs and aliens, was like, well, it was a, it was an invisible alien. You know, other people, you know, well, the place was haunted. It was the spirit of a theater goer. So it's it really left up to to you and the people who have these experiences on how to interpret the experiences. If we leave it open, though, how do we arrive at an answer that reflects the reality of the situation, or can we? Currently, I don't think we can. It's really nice that we have uh, uh, cell phones with built-in cameras, videos, because we're able to get a, you know, a, a lot more evidence on things that uh, we've never been able to capture before. Uh, on the flip side of that, though, uh, we now have uh, software where you can manipulate an image to the point where it's almost indistinguishable from reality. Some of these things that kids are able to do on their computers to produce what looks like, you know, three-dimensional UFOs flying by or, or what have you, you know, so um, I just don't know if really, if we'll ever be able to definitively put our finger on these weird and unusual phenomena and say, 
yes, this is definitely what is going on. You know, maybe somewhere down the line when we have a better idea, uh, you know, a better grasp on the unknown science that is causing all this. Because you have to realize that, you know, the paranormal and all of this stuff that we don't understand, it's it's probably, a, you know, a part of our natural world that, that we just don't understand yet. But that's going to be quite a ways down the road, in my opinion. So what would you suggest we do in the meantime? I mean, it can be pretty confusing if you have a thousand different explanations. Mm -hmm. Well, um, really, uh, I think the best thing to do is, you know, get out there and gather as much information as you can, many people as you can who have had these experiences, and spread it out. Let people know what's happening, because that is, you know, uh, education. That is really the best way, I think, for to have a better understanding. I mean, right now, we're starting to get to that point. And uh, a lot of people, you know, will point to, say, like reality television is why so many people are, are now interested in that kind of stuff. And, you know, a little bit. But, of course, you have to realize that that's entertainment. They are doing that kind of stuff to make a buck to sell commercial time. However, if it gets somebody interested in getting out there and, and gathering information on their own, but not interested in trying to sell it to television – that they're just trying to learn something and to you know impart this wisdom onto others that's the way to go that's a really great attitude and this has been a fabulous conversation i hope we can get you back again in the future because we just touched the tip of the iceberg on quite a bit of this stuff oh my pleasure i had a great time tonight and uh, you know it's always fun for me to uh, to talk about this kind of stuff let me ask you quickly here we have our supplementary show which is called After the Paracast. Would you like to hang on for another 30, 40 minutes, or do you have to actually have dinner? No, no, I can, uh, I can hang around. So what this means, neighbors, is that our guest, Tim Swartz, will be back, and we'll get everything set for After the Paracast. So hang in there with us and consider joining Paracast Plus to hear that show. And we'll tell you in a few minutes... Our listeners, how you can hear after the Paracast, because it's really fascinating. And it's a way that we extend the interviews to these shows like that. Personally speaking, of all the books you've written, Tim Swartz, what do you think is your favorite? What's your personal favorite? What do you say? Hey, this is really cool. I can really dig this subject. Well, right now, actually, I'll have to, I'll have to say that the uh, uh, the Jeff the Talking Mongoose uh, book is is my personal uh, favorite because this was something that I have been fascinated about since I was probably in middle school. You know, I ran across this story. It was written by Nandor Fordor in a book of his called uh, Between Two Worlds. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I, through the years, I've tried to come up with uh, additional information about it and uh, uh, really have had not been able to find anything. But then, you know, uh, Tim Beckley was able to find a, uh, a copy of the original book written by Harry Price back in 1936. Uh, the, it, like 400 copies, I guess, had been sold, and that was it, and it had never been reprinted again, so it was a very hard-to-find book. And it just had a, a, a wealth of information, 
Additionally, I had a couple of friends. Uh, one of them was uh, my wife's uh, um, um, uh, cousin, who 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 lives in London. One lives in London, and the other one in uh, Manchester. Was able to uh, go to some of these uh, libraries and and go through these old files for me, and I was able to glean some you know additional information for you know for this book. So you know a lot of this stuff has has never seen the light of day, uh, you know since uh, it originally was written back in the 1930s. Quickly, if someone wants to get more information about you and the stuff that Tim Beckley publishes, where do they go? Right. Well, all of my books, uh, 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 Tim Tim R. Swartz and Tim Beckley's, you can find them on uh, Amazon.com. That's probably the best place. Our website is conspiracy.com. Uh, we've got a lot of uh, you know interesting articles by myself and Sean Castile and others. And uh, but but really, I mean, you know, Amazon for our books is uh, probably the uh, uh, the first place you should look. Now, in after the Paracast this week, of course. Tim will join us. We'll also be featuring that special segment that we've added on recent UFO sightings with William Puck. In fact, William, you're around right now. Tell us what you plan to give us. Hi, everyone. Good to be here. Okay, I'll be discussing three sightings. One last week from Phoenix uh, metro area, and then another one in Borrego Springs, California, a few years ago, but it's a new sighting. And then another one, a video taken in uh, Eastbourne, United Kingdom. Thank you. William will be on after the Paracast. The only way you can hear the show is to subscribe to the Paracast Plus. Go to plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com for more information. Prices start just $1.49, and you get a version of this show, better quality audio, free of the network ads, like the people on YouTube complain about those. The After the Paracast podcast, which is open-ended, uncensored. You never know what's going to happen next. You can also find us on Twitter at the Paracast. Look for the Paracast fan club and communities on Facebook undergoing renovations. Look for the new Paracast store at theparacast.store. Theparacast.store with special, special branded merchandise. You won't want to miss it. We're fleshing out those offerings, by the way. And these are high-quality products, you know, with different designs. doesn't just say the Paracast. Some really fascinating designs are there. Theparacast.store. Tim Sports, thank you so much for joining us on the Paracast. Thanks, Gene. Featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. <laughs>